This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag ministers address food crisis. Bird flu worries consumers. And eastern farmers could see fuel shortage. Biden. G7 seeking to boost fertilizer supplies. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is in Germany through this weekend for meetings with his G7 counterparts. President Biden, who was with Vilsack at the Illinois farm yesterday, said the ag ministers will talk about actions we can take to increase fertilizer supplies globally, while also making the case against food export restrictions. Vilsack then heads to Poland on Sunday for further talks on the impact of the war with Ukraine. Biden said the war still threatens food security in Africa and the Middle East, citing 20 million tons of grain that is still stuck in silos in Ukraine because of the war. USDA prioritizing precision ag. President Biden announcing three new steps to help farmers boost crop production and deal with soaring input costs. That includes increased technical assistance to promote precision agriculture methods. Few details on that plan are available, but a USDA spokesperson says the department will be prioritizing precision ag within the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and Conservation Stewardship Program. Top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman of Arkansas, calling the president's latest measure a positive step, but Bozeman said it'll take years for the benefits to be realized. Now keep this in mind. Supermarket prices jumped another 1% in April and are up 10.8% over the past year. That according to the latest consumer price index. Consumers concerned about bird flu. Some 60% of consumers are concerned about the impact of avian influenza on food prices. That according to Purdue University's monthly Consumer Food Insights report. The concern appears to be well-grounded. Egg prices increased more than 10% in April. Poultry prices up 3%. The survey also found that 23% of all rural households are facing food insecurity compared to 14% of households. Rural Americans struggling more often than urban Americans to buy the food they want, said Purdue economist Jason Lusk. As one might expect, current economic conditions appear to have further disadvantaged this group. Captor joins House Ag. Ohio Democrat Marcy Captor, a longtime senior member of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, now is joining the House Ag Committee. Captor says she looks forward to ensuring America's industrial and agriculture heartland receives the attention and investment it deserves. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. East Coast braces for shortage of diesel, a farm necessity during planting. Several eastern states are currently seeing high demand for diesel fuel and 
retailers are bracing for potential shortages. We are aware of concerns over diesel supply in specific markets across the United States, said Brad Jenkins, the senior vice president of supply and distribution for Pilot Company, a major retailer. Most markets in the eastern U.S. remain extremely low on diesel inventory levels, and refinery issues are creating tightness in the St. Louis and Indianapolis markets. The situation stems in part from the conflict in Ukraine and the loss of fuel exports from Russia, which has already caused shortages in Europe. American Petroleum Institute Chief Economist Dean Foreman says the Midwest and the West likely won't struggle with supply in the same way that the East Coast might. It's the Atlantic coast that's most exposed or dependent upon trading with Europe, and that's where we've seen a big break. Republicans demand EIS on 3030. Some 21 Senate Republicans are calling on the Biden administration to stop work on its 30 by 30 initiative until it does an environmental impact statement and discloses the legal authority behind the effort. Biden has committed the administration to try to conserve 30% of U.S. land by 2030 as a way to address climate change. Well, despite the lack of transparency and promised consultation, 30 by 30 is moving forward outside the scope of public review, the senators say in a letter to the White House. Administration seeks permitting plan for infrastructure projects. The Biden administration action plan to expedite environmental permitting for infrastructure projects while ensuring protection of natural resources and vulnerable communities is being panned by the, Na- the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. NRECA said the plan unveiled yesterday fails to deliver the necessary reforms to streamline environmental reviews and permitting of electric transmission and other projects to modernize America's electric infrastructure. The plan intends to accelerate permitting through early cross-agency coordination and establish clear timelines for projects funded under the bipartisan infrastructure law. Farmers should be wary of food companies, author says. The author of Resetting the Table, Straight Talk About Food We Grow and Eat, offered some blunt advice for farm groups on a Farm Foundation webinar yesterday. Robert Parlberg, an associate in the Sustainability Science Program at Harvard Kennedy School, told farm groups and agribusinesses to, quote, frankly, stop bragging about the fact that American food system is the safest, most abundant, and most affordable in the world. While true, he said, that the same system, quote, is producing too many unhealthy results, citing the high U.S. obesity rate. This dietary health crisis is increasingly blamed on what American farms grow, he said. Farmers should, quote, do things that will separate your reputation from the unhealthy foods produced by food manufacturers and form partnerships with the public health community. But Eve Turlow-Paul, founder and executive director of Food for Climate League, pushed back said, instead of creating a divide between farmers and food companies, we actually need more relationships, more innovation, more co-creation between farmers and food manufacturers, she said. CFTC looking into carbon markets. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission is holding the first ever meeting on carbon markets next month. 
That to discuss the supply and demand for carbon offsets. With the emergence of derivatives that are tied to carbon credits, the June 2nd meeting will focus on such issues as standardization and the data needed to back up claims about the offset's impact on emissions. As companies increasingly turn to the derivatives markets to manage risk and to keep pace with global efforts to decarbonize, I look forward to the CFCTs facilitating these discussions, said CFTC Chairman Rostin Benham. Our goal is to foster innovation and crafting solutions to the climate crisis while ensuring integrity and consumer protection. Finally, here's today's He Said It. I stand here today to thank American farmers who are the breadbasket of democracy. You really are. That President Biden talking about the importance of U.S. ag production in light of the war in Ukraine. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.